Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are post-Thanksgiving rescuing the art of homemaking, cleaning up all the leftovers. We're doing it to save ourselves from the daily grind. We're doing it in red lipstick and no jumpers. I'm a little tired, Shay. I don't know about you. (laughs) I forced myself this morning to get up and put on a skirt and put on my makeup because yesterday we went for a hike after church and I just got home and, you know, I had sweatpants on and like thermal socks and this Stu's gray t-shirt. And it was like, Shay, this isn't, this is not a good look for you. Like when you're yourself, 20 and super skinny and work out for a living, maybe you could pull this off, but like, it's not good for you to look this way. Oh no, I'm still recovering. I'm wearing pajama bottoms today. It is dark and gray and I am spent. We had, Mm. you know, lots of, lots of small people, lots of small people. Mm-hmm. There's always lots of small people. I think we, we never go ten, anywhere. <laughs> 10 small people for four yes. days. Yeah. So that'll do it. That will do it. Mm-hmm. So listeners, um, we're going to rally here. I'll rally. I promise. And uh, we're going to party. We're going to have some fun, especially at the end of the year, because that is the end of season four. And what we do at the end of our Homemaker Chic podcast seasons is we have a big fangirl hangout over on Patreon. So you should join us over at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. We have lots of goodies there for you. Digital downloads of my cookbook, of Shay's cookbook. To-do lists. We have a Discord server so you can all hang out together. When you're not listening to the podcast, you can exchange recipes and holiday decorating ideas. And then the grand finale at the end of the year. We'll have our big party together. So that's at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to tell 2020 what it can do, Shay. <laughs> We're going to go out with a bang. I don't think we'll be alone in that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that's all right, though. I'm not one who looks back. I'm not a nostalgic person. Like I don't have locks of my children's hair. I am a forward motion, forward thinker. So I love New Year's. I love New Year's. And I'm forward motion is everything, but I do have the hair. You do. Of course you do. (laughs) I do. In little like sweet tins. And sometimes I'll find it and I'll forget where I put it. And the kids are like, who's is that? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'm super nostalgic, but um, I do love Mondays. Today is Monday. Yes. I do love New Year's. I love the first of the month. Tomorrow's the first of the month. Holy cow. Today's month end. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I know. I'm telling you, November was just like, um, it just felt sort of like a Mack truck. Just like, yeah. here I come, you're mowed over, and now I'm leaving. Yeah. I feel like November is always kind of that way. Thanksgiving feels that way. Christmas is like, no, we're celebrating the birth of our king like you've got something other than a meal that you're doing you know i I don't know it's just a it's a season it's a mindset more than a moment to me yes yes so i do thanksgiving is uh, for years i've said that thanksgiving is my favorite but i have become quite the little christmas fairy over the last decade so i might have to change where i stand on that but i do feel like you're just gearing up for that 
one, you know, six hour chunk of time. And then now that it's over now, you know, I'm decorating the front entrance and we're going to do the cookies. And now it's like this feeling that gets to last for four weeks. And I friggin' love it. Yeah. Are you homeschooling during December? I tell you what, Shay, I said to Joel yesterday, I said, you know, in years past, I just stop. Yeah. For December or it looks totally different, but I don't think my big kids want to do that. Yeah. I'm all like, let's just make it up in January, February and March when, you know, it's Siberia and there's nothing else to do. But I don't I think that Mm -hmm. makes the big kids panic a little bit like they would feel behind. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it's going to look different. But like, really, uh, for somebody who pushes so hard, the next four weeks are really they're very like mentally special to me because I give myself a huge break. Mm-hmm. I just slow down within the house and I do all the little crafty things with the kids. And um, it's mm-hmm. really a different approach than I give any other time of the year. So, yeah, it's hard to, for <sighs> me to stay in that uh, really yummy mindset when I'm homeschooling. It just is homeschooling is yeah. hard. Yo, uh, yeah. If you're new around here, I am a reluctant homeschooler. Do we have to do it? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I just keep telling myself, reading, writing, math, get them some good audiobooks, surround them with things to be creative with and learn about and uh, call it good. And Isn't it funny how that hopefully just, it's like everything else. It just ebbs and flows. September, you're like, yeah, we're going to kill this. I love yeah. this. You and I are always texting each other like October. Like, this is so great. Yeah. Now we're like, well, here's we have the to, thing. Can we be done now? Last week, I sort of took off from work. Mostly uh, in, in a way. And so I just focused on cooking and mm-hmm. laundry and keeping the kids' rooms really clean and you know, changing out the centerpiece, just doing all the homemaker stuff. And I was so happy and I'm really good at it. Right. Until I have to do that and other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And when I'm trying to be a homemaker the way that I want to be and be a work at home mom, which I don't know, you know, pays the bills. (laughs) Just saying. It's super tough. So all you working moms out there, I mean... I feel you big time because you're amazing. When I work, I feel like I'm letting my home down. When I'm focusing on my home, I feel like I'm letting my work down. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like I'm in this horrible, vicious cycle of self-destruction and constant disappointment. And um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to do that. Uh, and homeschool. It just mm-hmm. is. I mean, I don't there's no magic sauce. I I got nothing. There it's, is no it's magic just a, sauce. Every no. day I'm like, well, what wins today? Right. <laughs> the cows got out. Okay. That wins. You know, <laughs> kids having a mental breakdown. Okay. That wins. I mean, it's, I wish there was a, a more rhyme or reason to it, but there doesn't seem to be. No, that's why, that's why we're here. That's because, why we're uh, here. It's a daily grind. And um, I'm sorry. I am so out of it. I am Angela Reed of the blog Fusion <laughs> Farm Girl. Twenty and minutes in, my, let's do our opener. Let's do it. My <laughs> lovely co-host is Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead blog. There, mm-hmm. I did it. I'm so professional. I swear, I'm not usually this pessimistic. But here we are. Uh, today's episode. 
of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought to you by Jovial Foods. Everything is back in stock, you guys. Head on over to Jovial Foods because this is the time to stock your pantry with gorgeous Christmas baking flowers and foods. You know, I got a grain grinder right uh, at the very beginning of COVID. It took it about five months to come, but it's on my counter now. And I have been stocking up on Jovial Wheat Berries, which you can either, I don't know if you ever make this instead of oatmeal, like cracked einkorn porridge or mm-hmm. like sometimes we'll grind it just really coarse like a flour and have cream of wheat or cream of einkorn I guess you could call it Yummy. <laughs> sometimes we just soak them and cook them up like rice and have like a wheat berry salad which is also delicious but head on over to jovialfoods.com they're most nor- known for their beautiful einkorn flour which is buttery high protein wheat gluten the oldest form of wheat available the only non-hybrid form of wheat still around and this is a company that has an extreme love for high quality ingredients. And that's what I use to stock up on my, you know, I kind of think of it like my cheat pantry. Like I love making homemade pasta. I made a beautiful chicken and noodle soup last night after our hike. It was fabulous mm. with some homemade einkorn pasta. But I also keep their orzo on hand. I keep olive oils. I keep pastas. I keep canned beans. I keep cookies and crackers, like all of it on my shelf. So visit jovialfoods.com. Go go stock up on your pantry. Keep a keep a few cheap foods on your shelves. <laughs> Cuz you're going to need them. You're going to need them. Today's show is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens. Mm-hmm. Pine is kerchief, minor cap, need to snuggle into some American Blossom Linens this winter. I'm telling you. I'm never going to get over it, Shay. I'm never going to get over how much I love my sheets. I got some serious visions of sugar plums sleeping in modern vintage sheets made from Texas-grown American cotton. Friends, no dyes, no imported fabrics here. What they do is they have a process where they comb out all the rough fibers. So what you're left with is pure softness that gets softer with each washing. So... What I think you should do is tell your husband that this is what you would like for Christmas. Let him know he can get 20% off with our coupon code HomemakerChic20 at AmericanBlossomLinens.com. HomemakerChic20. Get some for yourself. Get some for your kids. Tell your husband that this mm-hmm. is what you would love to see under the tree. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of Christmas present I like. Yeah, that's the that's the gift that keeps on giving. Right? Sure. I think it is. You know, there's this really great story of R.C. Sproul, who, you know how I feel about him. I love him. Mm -hmm. And one of his first Christmases married to his wife, he got her a washing machine. Or no, he got her a fur coat is what it was. There's Shay. I know. Wait, wait for it. He gets her the fur coat and she's like, yeah, thanks. But like, that's not what I wanted. And he's like, what did you want? She's like, I wanted a washing machine. And he's like, but I got you a fur coat. And she's like, but I want a washing machine. And I am like her. I am a practical gift giver. I'm like, well, my one of my first Christmases married to Stu, I got him white t-shirts and white socks because he really needed them. Mm-hmm. But he is a nostalgic gift giver, meaning he okay. doesn't want anything practical. It doesn't matter if he needs new shoes. He doesn't want them. He wants a gift that serves no purpose other than just being a gift. You know, kind of like a fur coat. And kind I realized of. Stu and I are like that because I would love sheets for Christmas. I'm like, I need new sheets. I want some nice sheets. Give me some American Blossom sheets. 
Right. I don't, I don't think Stu would like that. <laughs> hmm. Know your audience is all I'm saying. Okay. Know, know your, your audience. audience. Are they a washing machine or a fur coat kind of person? <laughs> Can you be both? <sighs> sure. Why not? Can you do the laundry in your fur coat? When sure. there's nothing else to wear, you put on the fur coat, you do the laundry. Yeah. You go take a nap in your American Blossom Linens sheets yeah. while the laundry is being done. Sometimes I just wear my fur coat around my house for no reason. I just wear it around. It's really warm. I really love it. Uh, yeah. No reason. Just <laughs> hanging out on my farm in my fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cue the wine music, shall we? Let's do it. So, listeners, this is the part of the podcast sponsored by our very favorite company for wine, Dry Farm Wines. We want you to go visit them, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get your order set up for them to send you three or six or nine or 12 bottles a month and get a free bottle with that order. Well, actually, a penny bottle. Get a penny bottle with that order for being a Homemaker Chic listener. These wines are amazing. They're organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, low sugar, no garbage wines. You've heard us say this before. There are 76 ingredients that you can add to wine legally without putting them on your wine label. That's a lot of garbage to sift it through. <laughs> Dry Farm to Wines. Through. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dry Farm Wines does that for us. You know, it was funny. Um, my family just kind of calls me a wine snob now. And, you know, I just wear the badge. Like, fine. If, if that's what how you want to label it, that's fine. Um, if that's what you need to do to feel better about my wine, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so I poured Stu a glass of a red wine, a Dry Farm Wines, last night with our chicken and noodle soup. And it was beautiful and yummy. And then we finished, you know, we have Jeremy living with us now. My brother-in-law's living with us. And so there was just a little bit of the bottle left. We finished it off and there was like a another bottle that somebody had brought for Thanksgiving that was not finished. So Jeremy and Stu just poured themselves some more of that to finish off that bottle. And Stu was just like, whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is really difficult to drink after drinking that wine, especially because he's been drinking Dry Farms with me now for a couple years. And so his taste buds are super acclimated. And he's just like, it's like somebody's slapping you in the mouth. It's just so strong. And I know that sounds weird if you haven't tried Dry Farm wines, but they're alive. They're very vibrant, but not like the syrupy, like overwhelming super alcoholic not that that's not the right word uh high alcohol content Mm -hmm. that you get from a lot of modern wines so one little thing we like to tell our listeners about dry farm wines is you can easily tell if artificial yeast and sugar has been added to your wine by just flipping over the bottle most grapes left to naturally ferment will ferment be somewhere between 11 and 12 and a half percent so if you look at your bottle and it says 14, 13 and a half, 14 and a half, you know that they had to add yeast and sugar to get it to do that. And that's just going to make you feel terrible when you drink it. I, you know, I, I'm telling you, I didn't realize I felt terrible. Yeah. Until switching to dry farm. And then I thought, well, you, I don't know. I just realized it was very subtle. I, f- I feel great. Yep. I didn't know I felt bad. Yep. But now I do because I feel great. Yep. So 
Yep. I got my first uh, bubbly package the other day. Oh, you did. Oh, fun. To, to say I uh, was excited would be an understatement. Mm hmm. Yeah. Don't you feel like for some reason, I feel like sparkling wines are some of the very hardest to find good ones of at the store. Yeah. Like there's only just a couple that I that I will drink. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll turn to. Mm hmm. Their dry yeah, farms so, bubblies are amazing. Yeah. I had one so far uh, mm-hmm. for the for the holiday and it was fantastic. Mm hmm. But that's, that's what I chose to I drink talk about on Thanksgiving. Today, so. Okay, yes. What are you sipping today? What am on I this sipping? beautiful Monday? This um, this is an Italian Imperico Valpolicella, twenty eighteen. Okay. okay, so Valpolicella is the region, and um, this says um, Vendemia twenty eighteen. So Ven- Vendemia, and probably saying that atrociously, but that's similar to the French word like terroir. So it's mm-hmm. um, kind of telling us. A little bit about where this comes from. So this is um, from Veneto, the region of, called Veneto in Italy. And it's just a little boutique winery on 10 hectares of really poor soil, rich with stones and minerals, which is also dry farm, being that there's no irrigation. And I really enjoyed this. It's very light. And we had it. I went to the cheesemonger before the holiday and got four or five different cheeses. And um, then we had just different cuts of meats and enjoyed this. It's just a table wine. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just an all purpose, all purpose. What a terrible description for a bottle of wine. (laughs) Good grief. (laughs) It's an all purpose red. No, it's just um, a basic red. So it was lovely. Mm. Have you had this? It's this one. Have you had it? Mm-hmm. I have had that one and yeah. I loved it. I really, really liked it. A little bit of um, carbonation, just mm-hmm. naturally, you mm-hmm. know. But it's the same thing where the grapes have been hand harvested and fermented in steel for six to eight months and then in the bottle for six to eight months and very like fresh and fruity, but mm-hmm. not sweet. It's a dry red for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those types of reds. So our listeners should visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Yes. Yes. Place you your order. Get, get your extra bottle. bottle for a penny. Mm-hmm. Do that. Do that. You know, um, I have been such a loyal dry farm customer that which I didn't know that they did this, but they just sent me a little email and they're like, Hey, we value you. Here's three free bottles. Fabulous. I know. VIP. Wonderful. You That's have to drink a shape. lot of wine to be a, be a, a VIP. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness. I, just, um, I have another order coming today because I just want to be fully stocked for the it holidays. Nice so I can't wait to see stocked. what they send me today because last week's order was very exciting. I got bottles yeah. I've never received before. Mm-hmm. And I can tell like there some of them are really nice. Good. I know. Yeah. I told my brother-in-law, I was like, listen, if you're going to live here, here's how this is going to go down. You either savor this for the nectar of the gods that it is, or you go buy you some cheap wine and you can drink that. Because <laughs> there's a way we do things here. There is my a way cousin, that we do things here. <laughs> when my cousin first got married, so uh, homemade applesauce is a big um, family tradition. My grandma makes it with us every year and when you come into our family, it's like, okay, this is our 
you need to know this is our main condiment. Like we eat it with pizza. We eat it with spaghetti. We eat it with everything. There's always a ball jar of applesauce on the table. Or I do ball jar. My grandma freezes them like in quart containers. Swoops. So her husband comes into the family and, you know, there's it's just a quart. He sits down at the table and puts like half of it on his plate. And she's like, no, no, no. That is not how we do things here. This is a sacred food. <laughs> You have to do it our way or you don't get any. <laughs> that is not how we applesauce. That is not how we applesauce. It would be gone in two weeks yeah. if we did it that way. It's true. It's true. I feel like I'm like that. You know, we're really diving into mostly because I don't want to go to the store because it's horrible out there in the real world. <laughs> but I'm really diving into just trying to eat as much as possible from our root cellars and from our freezers. I mean, we we did the work. The food is there mm-hmm. now. But I find myself rationing just certain foods. Like we put up, I don't know, 25 gallons of pickles probably. Yeah, but every so time somebody eats a pickle, I'm like, you savor that pickle. That's your Oh, pick- if it's big, I might cut it in half. For the day. <laughs> like you cut that into a spear. You don't get that whole thing. <laughs> um, I know. Okay. I have to tell you this. Because we really haven't spoken because we each had company. Um, We butchered our turkeys on Tuesday. They were the biggest freaking turkeys I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like note to self, don't procrastinate next year because apparently they just keep getting bigger. Mm. Yes. Uh, Almost grotesque. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've never really seen fat on a turkey like this before. I had to cut it away, like Ugh. like two inches of fat, Ooh. like at the neck, like a lot of fat. Turkey necks are sick. They're gross. They're gross. So we butcher these turkeys outside. They're big. They're beautiful. They're going to feed us forever. Today, I'm actually um, going to breast out the other one, piece it out and smoke it. Mm. Joel just ran to the store to get like some apple wood. Um, but lo and behold, that bird wouldn't fit in my oven. <laughs> it's a big bird. So, no, 38 pounds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was a pterodactyl. That's a small child. <laughs> Honestly, my niece, it, <laughs> the bird weighed more than some of the children that were oh in my, my house. Goodness. Okay. Uh Wednesday, midday, we realized this bird isn't going to fit into our oven. So we had to hop on Facebook Marketplace in a very desperate move and track down a free oven. Uh, it was not that easy, apparently. A, 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 like a whole oven? Yes. Yes. We found a free oven, an electric oven that we could, needed 220 so we could plug it in in the basement because, you know, we have gas so found one three minutes away praise the lord for free not disgusting inside joel had to get out like his sawzall or something and because i couldn't put it in a roaster i had to use cookie sheets two cookie sheets and then take one of the trays from the oven and cut the edges down so it would fit in the cookie sheets so the bird could sit on top and then the drips could drip below. Obviously, you're then you're just like steaming it. You know, it has to have something, some air underneath. Hmm. Uh, it was. Um, it sounds gross. It was gross. It was it quite a freak gross. show. I don't like turkey anyway. I don't like turkey anyways. I'm like, I'm doing this whole effort. Yeah. 
for a meat that I really don't care. Like, just give me a steak. Yeah, I would much rather just have a steak. So I took some leftover turkey from my mom and made a turkey curry the next day. Oh, yeah. A bunch of spice. And I'm like, this is 10 times better than American Thanksgiving. (laughs) Give me turkey curry any day. (laughs) So, but I have to tell you that the top of this bird was too close to the top of the oven because it barely fit in this one. And um, it definitely rivaled the Christmas vacation turkey Mm. by the time it got done cooking. We opened the oven and like I had it tinfoiled because I didn't want it to overheat because it was like, you know, whatever. Over Shay. It's fine. (laughs) It was so bad. It was so bad. The top was completely charbroiled because it was right up against the (laughs) walls at the top. You thought I've never made a meat dish in my life. It did. It looked like the bird from Christmas Vacation. It actually looked worse. Oh, my goodness. But we did flip it over. And because it was so big, I mean, the the breast is huge. So we still have leftovers. But um, we had some really good, really good laughs. Oh, good. To you be gotta, sure. You got to be able to laugh at stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like my kids are like, this is terrible. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is hysterical. I am mm-hmm. not stressed out. This is so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so now there's like a 1980s electric oven in my basement. Yeah, and right. And he's thrilled because now he's like, can I go to the store for frozen pizza? Because now he thinks <laughs> he can just eat whenever he wants to. <laughs> Might as well keep it down there as a backup for now. Right. You got the space. So what did you do? Like, I went really, really basic. I only did a few dishes and my giant turkey. What did Mm, you make? I told you, I don't like to look back. Let's talk. We need to talk about what we're going to make. Okay, no. Um, We just really distributed meals or uh, dishes this year. So my mom did the meat, which was lovely. Um, And, you know, we all just did some sides and put it all together. And it was great. And we had Marseille and her husband come. My, I call her my gardener, even though she doesn't really do, she doesn't work for me anymore, but <laughs> sounds good. My gardener. Yeah. She came, which was fabulous. And it was a great time. I mean, I, I didn't get uptight this year. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be just chill about things, but, um, so it was really lovely. It was just tradition. I mean, all your standard stuff, which mm-hmm. isn't exciting for me, but I'm not cooking for just me. So. Stu's very nostalgic, so he appreciated the effort, and it was good. Good. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. I don't. Here's what I don't get. One thing what? about, uh-huh. and then we're gonna we have to move on because we have so much to cover. Um, when do people serve their turkey whole at the table? It's like so. Then is somebody standing up, hovering over everybody's plates, carving up this turkey at the table? No, I think that's just like in the movies or like a Norman Rockwell. I saw it. I saw it like on people's stuff. And I'm like, I don't get to that. I don't know. I don't know. We've never served a turkey turkey at the table. But no, because then you're like somebody's standing the whole time doing all the work. Exactly. And you're going to serve up 80 helpings of turkey. It's not (laughs) going to happen. Oh, anyway. But that's done now. That's done now. And uh, I've moved on. And in true Shea fashion, did not finish what I should have finished before I moved on. Meaning, uh, let's just totally change gears here for a second. I have still have flats of bulbs that (sighs) I need to plant that I have not planted. And I'm planting next year's garden (laughs) like an idiot. Right now, before Christmas. Of course. 
Why wouldn't why, I do that? Why wouldn't you save that for well, January? Partly because the- I went to order seeds in January and a lot of them were sold out. And so I don't want that to happen this year. And then partly because we're redoing our market garden completely. So I've been mm-hmm. binging on some really amazing gardening YouTube channels, planning planning that out. And you know how that goes when you plan out a whole new, you know, half acre garden. It's there's a thousand different options. So you're always running scenarios. Like, what if we do this bed here? And what if we did this bed here? And anyway, I got pretty far down the rabbit hole last night. I'm like, you need to stop this. You need to focus on Christmas. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't do this. It's, we don't have any snow yet. So I was looking at my garden. I walked through it yesterday. Like you're so lovely. Even in your stillness, Mm -hmm. you're so lovely. But I'll see you in January mm-hmm. <laughs> because I cannot. I'm I'm jazzed, man. I'm going to do. Uh, I think the kids and I are going to try to do gingerbread houses later this week. Like it's it's game on. Mm-hmm. I even take Charlie Brown Christmas on my iPhone out to milk the cow. <laughs> <laughs> You're hardcore. I'm hardcore. Do I, you listen to Christmas music? I, I am just not. Honestly, I am not a holiday person. I am an everyday person. I am. I've learned this about myself. I'll try to force it, but it's just that. It's just all forced. (laughs) Last year, you put up the beautiful lights. Where was it? In your living room or your kitchen? And like, it wasn't even noon on the 26th. And you're like, I took it down. Yep. I just, I'm trying to find my, um, my footing in that regard. Cause I, mm. you know, I see people like a bunch of my friends, they already got their Christmas tree up. Like some of them have all their presents already. They're all wrapped under the tree. Like, holy cow. I, I'm just not that person. I like the normal every day. I don't like the expectation. I don't like thinking so far ahead. I don't enjoy the planning part of it. I just, mm. I don't like it. I like celebrating the birth of Christ. I really, mm-hmm. really love that. I love Good mm-hmm. Friday. And um I love Easter. I love I love the the holidays that have a meaning besides like, oh, we're gonna have a meal and it's gonna be amazing and epic and don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> or just the expectations, like this is magical. You're having a good time. I remember distinctly. One Christmas, not long ago, like two years ago, we took the kids up to Leavenworth, a beautiful little Bavarian village. I mean, they go all out for the holidays. Mm. You can imagine it's a mountain town. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. We go to Chris Kringle, which is a Christmas store, okay. high end Christmas store. All the kids get to pick out an ornament for another kid. So overpriced. Okay. Very expensive yes. Christmas ornaments. Everyone picks one out. Everyone's elated by what they've been given. We drive home. All the ornaments are broken by the time we get home. All of them. Not only that, but we had two tantrums in the store. And by the end, I was like, had my hand on the back of the kids' necks. And I was like, we're getting out of here. You know, there's all the people and the stress. And it was horrible. You're hot. Yeah, it was horrible. And I was like, we are never making memories again. Nope, we don't deserve memories if we're going to act like this. Like, we just wasted a day. And it was supposed to be magical. Like, I imagine making gingerbread houses. That sounds like torture to me. Torture. Oh, I just let them go to town like on the dining room table. They make it. They have to clean it up. Yeah, it, it is pretty torture because you don't got one buy, crying because they're icing that crap candy. Like, I don't want to do that. 
Boo. I know. Stu's always like, you're such a Scrooge. That's okay. Know thyself. Know thyself. I know. I, seriously. I like, know. Could, because it's good for you. If that is not your style to, to venture out and try to do something that's not in, that brings you enjoyment because it is definitely adding extra to the homemaking plate. Yeah. So if you don't thoroughly enjoy it, then mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like as homemakers, we kind of have to find that balance because I think it's good to be pushed. I've been pushed to do a lot of things I didn't want to do that were for the betterment of my, mm-hmm. you know, just growth. Um, but it's also, you know, what, what are my husband's strengths or like, like even at church, uh, a friend gave out an advent craft to the kids yesterday to take home and do. And that's, mm-hmm. man, that is in her wheelhouse. That is her bread and butter. I mean, it's just, she's got that on lockdown. I don't mm-hmm. like, and and if I, if I were to sit back and say, well, you should do more like this, or, you know, you should do gingerbread houses like the reeds or you should do advent crafts for your kids or you know whatever it be i would just be miserable because i would feel like i was always failing so where's that line like good to push not all about you at all (laughs) but um but also you're not going to be good at what you're not good at right i think the line is probably uh you know you talk a lot about the aroma of your home. So I think the line is probably like anything else as a mom. If we take on too much and then we're screaming at people, mm-hmm. then that's our cue. Mm-hmm. That's our that we've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, obviously, if you want to do some special things with the kids or have a few markers that say, OK, the next few weeks are different. And here's where mom does a little bit more, a little bit different than she usually does. Like just being really guarded about what you Mm -hmm. select and when you do it. And um, I mean, with, with me, because I do, I told you, like, I, I do like to go all out, but then I, I do other things. Like I'll get a big stack of paper plates for that day. Yeah. I'm not going to make gingerbread houses and wash my normal, you know, hour and a half of dishes a day. You know, like you gotta, something has to give, it has to look a little bit different. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do say no a lot because they want to do things on their timeline. And I'm like, uh, no, we will do it like when I have stable footing. Mm-hmm. The house is tidy. I can breathe. My work is done. Mm-hmm. Like then just just a very basic um, fun after responsibility mm-hmm. sure. kind of a thing. You know? And I think that's probably part of the problem is I don't know if it's just the age of my kids or what. But I, I don't feel like I ever have that. <laughs> Ever no, I, I mean, and now it's like we had we cleared out our basement, you know, so we kind of reshifted everything to accommodate just making a little tiny, you know, quote apartment for for Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and so we're getting, you know, everyone's finding their footing with that. And it's yeah, there's no uh, there's no footing. <laughs> there's no footing. So probably the idea of bringing something extra on just overwhelms me in general. I will do things like I will, um, I do a lot of things outside. So mm. the kids like to do the pumpkin and cranberry garland. I'm like, that's fine. Find your needles. Go sit outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. George is very crafty. So I let her spearhead things and I just try to keep it between the lines somewhat. She is very crafty. Mm-hmm. Yep. My, my MO is just like, let's go have a bonfire. How about everyone put on their stuff and we'll just go stand outside. <laughs> Get out of the house for Just a few minutes. Stand around the fire. Who wants to go on a nature walk again? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's about time for for some of those. I um I decorated my front entrance yesterday, like just really basic, and now I want to go into the woods and just gather everything that I can find, like old bird's nests that have fallen to the ground and things mm-hmm. like that, and tuck them in everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do a nature tree? Because we do a nature tree. Do you do <sighs> the Christmas tree? More than one is Christmas a major tree point or... of contention in my family because. Okay. The mom side of me says, let the kids decorate the Christmas tree. Who cares? The designer in me says, leave me alone and let me do this the way I want. I've never been able to deck out a Christmas tree like in full Shay fashion ever. Oh, I'm terrible. That's where I put my foot down. <laughs> like no, it's my no tree. Christmas tree memories for you kids. No Sorry. Christmas tree memories. You can squirt icing all over the kitchen, but the tree is mine. I know <laughs> it always ends up just this really waddy, like <laughs> waddy, horrible. And I'm just like, that's why I can't wait to take it down. Like this is not. I mean, oh, it's charming, and I know people are like, but they're kids, and it's beautiful and precious, and it's like, yes, but also not so fun to look at. <laughs> For a long time. I'm actually not going to put our tree up until right, basically right before Christmas. One, so that I'm not so anxious to get it down. Because after you take the Christmas tree down, there's not much left until the first day of spring. I mean, other than Valentine's Day. This is one one of the reasons I decorate so heavy for Christmas. Because I love the new year. I love the fresh start. And when I strip it all down when we're all done. Everything looks so clean mm-hmm. and crisp mm-hmm. and naked, like a very fresh palette for creativity. Yeah. I love that. I see that. Yeah. I just am like, I'm in January mind right now. Oh my gosh. You're but also, me. well, also, <laughs> I mean, here's the reality. We have a, like a whole other person and like a whole other person's stuff here. And yeah. our house is very small actually. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of space. So like we live, we always joke, we live in every inch of this house. Like there is not one unused inch. Mm-hmm. And uh, bringing in a whole tree is like, <laughs> it's just a what? little cumbersome. Why is that a problem? <laughs> There's no McMansion here. I mean, we are in a no. little farm orchard cottage is what it is. And so... Do you, you know, uh, as far as the kids... Having their way with the tree, do do they put little trees in their own bedroom? I'd like them to do that this year. Yeah, I'd like them to do that this year. Sweet, so I can start a little grown up tree, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little grown up tree. I also thought about just decorating my lemon tree that I had to bring inside because it's also taking up a ton of room in my living room. (laughs) I put some Christmas lights on it. Like, look, look, get those those little wire lights. Yeah, we could just use this instead. It's actually quite sweet. That is. uh, I keep going by and just scratching the lemons and smelling them. It makes me so happy. Oh, I mm. love it. I have one that I need to to pull. It's beautiful. It's like neon yellow. Mm. But my kids, they they um they did they did their rooms. They're all geeked. They did the Christmas lights. Yeah. They got little trees. They actually went out to the woods and dug up trees and planted them in ball jars. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, wow, guys. It's one way, job. one way to do it. You can replant it when it's all done. Uh, Julia goes, I just need one ornament. Just one red, shiny bright. Oh. Like a sad little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. That's, oh, that's, that's sweet. What, that's the look she's going for. 
That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then Julian has a 3D pen, so he's uh, making all his own ornaments. He's it's so cute. I can't stand it. Oh, that's sweet. D- tell Juliet she's not allowed to tell Georgia that yet because I'm not ready for the girls to have a tree in their room yet. Okay. <laughs> you don't want a glass ball jar full of dirt <laughs> you know, here's, in the bedroom? We are just busting at the seams. We have five kitties that need to go to new homes. Um, mm. We have two extra cows and five lambs that need to be butchered. And probably we doing 30 the chickens that need to be cold. I'm like, listen... I can only feed so many mouths. Okay. Like that's like 40 things that should not be here eating food. So I know. I'm kind of on like, this we're running mission. Out of time. Speaking of like we're butchering the holidays. We're butchering. Um, we've been doing a lamb or two a week, but we had nine. I mean, we haven't done it's, ours. It's yet. all oh we can gosh. do. I mean, it takes a half a day for us to mm-hmm. butcher it, gut it, skin it, has to hang overnight to chill, then cut it up, piece it up and wrap it you know, label everything. It takes another half a day. And it's like, you can only yeah. do that so many days when you have all the other things to do. So right. it's, um, we have somebody like homeschool. Co- exactly. Yeah. We have somebody coming to look at the cows this weekend. And, uh, I'm really praying that that works out well because they need to go. I hope that you can, they need to go before the snow. And I wouldn't mind <sighs> butchering them, but it's like, we don't have the time or material that we need to do that. It's a cow. It is not like a sheep at all. No. And um, it would take That's us a lot. the better part of a week to do it. When mm-hmm. would we do that? But they're eating all my right. hay. We, we've eaten through half of our winter hay already. We have so we have just too many animals. It's just mm-hmm. uh, listeners. Butchers are booked out. This is why we're running into There's, this problem. They're butch- They're booked out like two years. Two years. Jay. I know. Last year, we just took our cow and all of our sheep. We just took them off, dropped them off, picked them up a few weeks later in boxes. And it was lovely. And this week, it's like three weeks of extra work yeah. that we weren't banking on. Because all of a sudden, I don't know where people came up with all these animals all of a sudden. But COVID hit. Yeah, and it was like, we don't have an opening for two years. It's like, what are people butchering? They're dogs like what what, where do all these secret animals come from i don't i don't quite understand it but we have the same situation here it's just booked out Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cow was 2022 and i'm like well that Uh, is not gonna work for me that's not gonna work and we have two pigs three lambs and i mean two pigs that's that is that is three full days of work yes Full days. I can't, I can't wait till it's done. Yeah. I can't wait till they're all till it's all done. I mean, just getting the even just getting the turkeys and we did the ducks last month um, mm-hmm. to just have that much less food going out. Yeah. I, it's going to be such a relief. Yep. That will be a fabulous way to start January. Well, and that that actually brings up another point. And I think this is why I'm having such a hard time probably sinking into and I always have ever since we've been on a farm. Sorry about my mic. Um, farm stuff just doesn't stop. Like I had 16 yards of compost delivered last week for my new garden beds. I've got a pen that needs to be built out for winter animal storage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just 50 things that we need to be doing on the farm. Right. And so it's it's hard to find that. Um because it the pauses. I mean, to in, to inject something else. To inject something else. It's like I'm, I'm into farm life. Is yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I know people deal with have a lot tougher schedules than I do and all that. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's every it takes everything in me every day. People always ask us that. How do you do it all? It takes everything in me every day. That's mm-hmm. it. And his mercies are new every morning. But then at the end of the day, they're spent <laughs> completely. There's no carryover to the next day. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't told you quite all about this yet, but I have been um, secretly. I built myself a little studio in my very full, very full basement next to where we're recording right now. And it's just a table, an old crusty table with old crusty wood on it with an old crusty piece of wallpaper in the back. And the best old crusty piece of wallpaper that I covet. It is. The only problem is it's just so small that it's really hindered (laughs) the size of my projects. But I have been trying to sneak away for like half an hour a day to create something. Something that I just can feel like, okay, this is mine and I'm down here and I'm going to make something beautiful and I'm going to just dive into some creativity and spark that part of my brain. And I find that if I take the time to do that, then it actually makes the work that I have to do that day that much better. Mm -hmm. Like I can go up and cook dinner and clean up and, you know, flush the stuff down the toilet and wipe the toothpaste out of the sink. And right. I can do it truly with a little bit more of a joyful heart than, than I can normally. Well, I think as a creative, that it, the, the creative expression, it's similar to how you, when you work out, then you have more energy for your day physically. Yes. And I think it's the same for me, like as a creative, if I get to do that, then I just... I've energized myself and I can find beauty in the other things that I do. And I don't, um, I just am fueled to to do them because I've, I've fed that part of my Mm -hmm. soul, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I find it, you know, as I'm just doing mindless tasks, like ironing laundry or whatever, you know, I'll kind of be thinking over, Oh, what do I want to capture? Or, you know, how do I want to do this? And I think that creativity, like Stu's creativity man, uh, manifests in music. And so he's been playing his guitar a ton lately because Mm. this is actually what our YouTube video is on this week is just kind of this winter creativity. When, when you're just harvesting and planting and running through the race of spring and summer, you don't, practice that creativity in the same way that you get to in the winter. Like you said, when you're in Siberia and there's nothing going on and after Christmas is over and you have that blank slate, you do have this gift. It is. It's It's a a gift. gift. It's a gift of time. uh, Mm -hmm. time. It's not like time magically appears, but it's a different season. Literally. I mean, you, you can put your hand towards two other things. Yep. And I I do yeah. think that's a gift. I think it's easy to look at somebody like, let's say Monty Don, who lives in a very mild area and mm-hmm. think, oh, well, he gets to garden year round, the lucky, the lucky man. And mm-hmm. yes, in some ways, but I've realized too, I'm not the kind of person who need, I, as much as I'd like to, I wouldn't like to, I need rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, my body needs rest. My creativity needs that rest. Um, because gardening isn't the only way that it comes out, mm-hmm. but anyway, I don't even remember why I started talking about that. Uh, you were telling me about your table, my, oh, my studio your, table. Anyway, your studio table. So I've yeah. been studying old oil paintings of still lifes 
um, like baskets. It's all food based because mm-hmm. hello, I'm me. And I think like a sweet potato is just sexy as all get out. And so I am photographing the most boring objects known to man. <laughs> and it's so fun. I'm just recreating um, or drawing inspiration from old, old, old paintings of, you know, a bowl of eggs or something yeah, and bringing it to life with just whatever I have around here. And it's been super fun. But I was watching a guy on YouTube and he was saying, look, when you have creativity like that, that needs to come out, you just have to sort of fan that flame. Even if it's for 10 minutes a day, try to learn something, mm-hmm. try to, try to pour something in for 10 minutes a day. And I think homemakers, especially homemakers in the holidays where there's all these expectations and you are, you're, you are doing a lot for other people every mm-hmm. day. Um, you don't want to get to the point where you feel like you're empty. No. Cause nothing good comes out of an empty vessel. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're probably channeling a lot of that we channel ours different way for how similar we are. I think, um, mm-hmm. I think you just in your nature, you pour a lot more of that into your house. Yeah. Would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. There's like little corners of, yeah, I do little vignettes and corners of inspiration and there's just little things I do, whether it's just get out all the plaid blankets and all the plaid pillows. Yeah. I'm, definitely channeling a lot of creativity into my house Mm -hmm. yesterday. um, So we, I have this house that I love. It's a a big cottage in the Cotswolds and the Instagram feed is getting stuff done in heels, which hello is a fabulous (laughs) handle. Mm -hmm. And the entrance to her um, house is just so cool to me. And I, I realized a few years ago that I could probably mimic it based on the pediment and the front of my house. So it's been a long project in the works and it's about 85% done, but now all the barn sales, like I can't get any more old wood to finish the project. Mm -hmm. So I decided yesterday, well, that's not going to stop me from tricking out the front entrance to my house, which no one uses. Mm -hmm. We live in the middle of 27 acres of woods. Mm -hmm. It's not like anyone comes in the front door, but you do see it as you come down the drive. And I just wanted to do it so bad. And I had so much fun. It was euphoric. I had my staple gun. I was like serious Clark Griswold with my staple gun and my Christmas lights and plaid. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. I put plaid fabric outside. Joel's like, isn't that going to get all beat up? I said, well, I have plenty and I'll just use it again next year. It's not going to get moldy. It's cold. Mm-hmm. So wash it when it's Oh, my done. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, for as tired as I was after company, I had like a two hour burst yesterday afternoon. Nice. And I just went for it. And then I tanked. Yeah. <laughs> I tanked again after that. That's so yeah, typical, just, um, isn't it? You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take on the world. And then you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> just yeah, for a moment. Or, just for a right. moment. But yeah, I think um, especially this time of year where it's really easy especially for people who are not who get tired from social interactions. I think it's really important. There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on in the Mm -hmm. world. And then you add in the holiday season. It is a really good time to find that pocket 
for just 15 minutes. <laughs> try to mm-hmm. try to just be there for a little while, you know, and hang out there, fan those flames for sure. Right. Um, right. It's been really fun. I've been I've learned a lot. I'm trying to learn some new skills in this process. Turn that turns out fine art photography is significantly different than snapshot photography, which is what I've done for my blog for 10 years. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I know how to work a camera. I got this. Uh, no, maybe not. It's like you've it's like you said, I've, like you've never cooked meat before. It's like apparently I've right. never, ever taken a photograph or edited it before. Nope. Start over. But it's good. It's been fun. I still am watching you and it's just funny because I'm looking at you know, my days and the way I'm expressing myself creatively. And I'm like, how is she doing that right now? It's I Christmas. I know. I can't. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Well, you are. It's but working. I, I just don't. It's good. I just lose traction somewhere else. <laughs> That's it. It's all give and a take. Everything has a bite. You give 15 minutes somewhere, you got to take it away from somewhere else. That's I'm going to have to give it. 15 minutes when we're done here to uh, my laundry room floor because there's somebody decided to uh, spill glitter all over it. Oh, so. glitter. How festive. It's that, it's that same bottle of glitter that my mom oh, gave on ice. Thank you, Grandma. I thought I had gotten rid of it, but <laughs> apparently she found it and <laughs> spilled it. Mm. So. Yeah. Mondays are a big laundry day. They just are. I secretly dream that while Jeremy's here, he's going to make my laundry room not look like the pits of hell. Like it currently does. And not just like because of the dirty to. laundry, but it's just completely undone. I mean, it's like a unfinished basement is what it is. Oh, yeah. I have a curtain stapled up behind my washing machine. Yeah. Just to hide the insulation. Yeah. It's okay. It took us three years of living here to get our washer and dryer out of our kitchen. Yeah. Remember listeners. when it was in your kitchen? Yeah. I mean, I had stapled curtain. Everything was just so temporary. Oh, I tell you which what. Which isn't so bad. A lot of our European listeners, you know, they're going to have their washer and dryer in their kitchen, but yours wasn't exactly the And our the European best listeners probably don't have four kids and a farm. Most of them, I would guess. It was horrible. It was horrible. And the mice would like come in all the openings, you know, where the vent would go outside. And oh, it was just rank, just rank. So I'm grateful to have my washer and dryer. um, And I'm grateful to have them in their own little separate space. But I actually quite like the laundry room just in terms of a place to hide away as a mom. Do you ever go into your laundry (laughs) room like, I'm sorry, I'm doing laundry. And everyone will like give you a wide berth because no one wants to help. Like, where's mom oh she's doing laundry okay never mind no because for right now mine's in the it's in the boot room so i don't want to be there it's all the farm boots and gloves and scarves and mm-hmm. the garbage can and no i don't want to be there no thanks <laughs> and then i'm out someday it'll be fabulous someday mm-hmm. okay what else are we doing today i'm cleaning up glitter i'm gonna get a handle on the house get the laundry done after company and I am just going to take it easy because I am uh, tired, tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not I I don't like listening to my body. But when uh, my body needs me to, it really lets me know. Mm. Well, maybe because so. you don't listen to it. Maybe if you just listen to it initially, it wouldn't be so bad. But I don't feel it until I feel it. That's that's kind of my problem is. And now I feel it. Mm. So we're done here. Like on the podcast or your body? 
Well, we're done on the podcast, too. Oh. But yeah, okay. with my body. All right. <laughs> Go sleep. Um, yeah. Today, it's just putting things back in order for me, carving out a little time for creativity, doing some new cooking community recipes. So I'll be photographing mm. those. And um, we actually had a bunch of Homemaker Chic listeners join our cooking community. So a big welcome to all of you who That's fantastic. are new members of our community. We had the most new members we've ever had join last month. And so... That's really fun for me, getting to head into 2021 and be teaching all these amazing people how to cook amazing food. Awesome. Mm -hmm. The only thing that scares me about getting COVID is losing my sense of taste. I'm like, I need to get the January recipes done just in case that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Must have taste buds to do job. (laughs) My goodness. Well, be sure to join us over at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. Get you some dry farm mm-hmm. quickly. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic and visit our lovely advertisers, American Blossom, with the coupon code Homemaker Chic 20 and jovialfoods.com for all your baking needs. What else do they need to know, Mrs. Elliott? Um, uh, that's all. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> if you uh, do get your dry farms, hashtag what I'm sipping over on Instagram. We had a bunch of people participate in Ultra Feminine Friday, hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday over on Instagram last Friday. And that was really fun. So keep those coming. We love getting to see what feminine looks like for you. And of course, if you enjoy the podcast, do leave a review that really matters to Apple and who they recommend the podcast to, which is a great way for us to reach other homemakers. So every time you tell a friend about the podcast or share an episode that you love or leave a review, that is very helpful. So we appreciate all of you who take the time to do that. But other than that, I guess we're just going to get after it. We're just going to get after and, it. It's uh, Monday. It's Monday. And tomorrow's the first. Yes. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you guys Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.